With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get us bellow away? Now, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Get us bellow? Now, Charlie. Charlie. Yes, I'm scared. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for tuning in, appreciate it very much. Uh, don't forget to hit that uh, like button and that um, subscribe button to keep us going and bring you bigger and better guests and getting us into your uh, into your car, onto your drive, in your living room every week. We appreciate it very much. I'm sitting here in my living room in uh, beautiful Southern California today. Uh, although the sun's not out, still a gorgeous day out here and uh, getting ready for uh, a good week here. I'm getting ready to go to the Colorado River. That's one thing living in Southern California. We have everything really close by. Uh, we have the beach, of course, is you know a few miles away from me. I have uh, the mountains is about an hour away if I want to hit the snow. I have the river, which is about three hours away if i want to get to the river and take a boat out and uh do that and it's uh it's boating season right now i grew up going to the river with my family we had a boat and uh you know i was going to the the river and uh enjoying that whole that whole thing and uh i brought up my kids doing the same thing and that's something that they really love so i'm looking forward to getting out there and uh seeing all my arizona peeps out there and throwing back a few cold ones getting a suntan and uh having a good fun relaxing time out there and unwinding i'm not too much in the water sports anymore like i was i was a big wakeboarder guy and water skier guy but because i get older man that stuff hurts <laughs> when i fall and break an eardrum from hitting the water too hard and uh now i'm just like you know i always like to call my boat a uh a big raft with a ten thousand dollar stereo system in it because really the best times that i like in it now is getting in it and floating down the river and blasting the tunes so i'm looking forward to doing that exact thing this week i'm really happy today uh on the show to have uh, a good friend of mine in uh in honor of young rock if you guys all know that i'm the wrestling coordinator on this nbc series young rock which is the story of uh, Dwayne johnson the rock and it really chronicles his life from growing up in elementary school and high school and playing for the university of miami and uh getting to become a pro wrestler so uh it's kind of really cool to be a part of this franchise and uh really really great great place to work and in honor of our renewal of season two today i have on matt willig who plays andre the giant on the show matt is a big guy who has uh you know has been he's an athlete he's played you know college football for university of southern california and won a rose bowl with them He's been in the NFL for, I believe, 14 years and has a Super Bowl ring and a championship ring also. 
and now has transitioned to the acting world, and you recognize him from shows like Dexter and Malcolm in the Middle and movies like we are, We're the Millers and pretty memorable guy because he's big dude, but uh, can he's got great acting chops and can actually can throw it down. And as he's shown playing Andre the Giant on Young Rock, and he's one of the favorite characters on the show, not just because his acting ability, but his athletic ability in the ring and his, uh, his acting prowess. Is that a word? Prowess? Yeah, I guess so. Prowess. So <laughs> I'm really happy to jump on an interview with, with Big Maddie, as we call him. A good friend of mine that I really got close to in, uh, in Australia when we filmed season one. He, along with a lot of the other guys, the other actors, the other guys playing wrestlers and the actors on the show. Just a really, really good time and great group of uh, guys and girls. And we're all happy to get ready to get back doing this again so season two of young rock is going to be coming out here and i'm not sure when because we haven't started filming it yet but (laughs) it's going to be great i'm sure as as the first season was so brings me great pleasure to talk with my boy big matt willig aka andre the giant from young rock starting now big matt willig what's going on my brother thanks for being on the podcast suplex and cervezas man i miss you man and it's great to see your face Thank you, my brother. It's always a pleasure to see you uh, since we played golf last and I uh, sucked it up. But uh, but yeah, no, you, you played well until like the back. Ni- I played better on the back. Ni- well, not better, better for me than back nine. Yeah, nine, you were killing it. Front nine, man. I could not get it together until finally like, phew. Uh, well, it was good to play with you. And, and like like we had talked about off air, we'll uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, man. What you got going on right now? You're uh, getting ready for uh, season two coming up, huh? Yeah, you know, um, we're hoping that that's going to happen. I have uh, I have nothing official to uh, to announce or anything like that. But, right. you know, as you know, uh, the weight that I gained last season, um, I, I took most of it off, which I'm so freaking thankful for yeah. uh, that my body at this age could respond. And, and I, it's funny because I just in the last like week or two, got myself feeling like I wasn't bloated all the time. And I felt like I was getting into the gym and I kind of had a nice routine going and, you know, I, I'm hoping to hear something. I, I've been told that it probably will happen, you know, but right. you don't know. And, uh, but I got to start now. If I, if I'm going to gain the weight in a, in a sort of healthier way, then, then I got to start gaining now. For everybody listening here, uh, Matt is playing, he plays Andre the Giant on Young Rock. I'm sure you guys all know that, but just letting you in that. And uh, the iconic Andre the Giant, man, what uh, did you, did you, what did you know anything about wrestling as a kid? Did you follow wrestling as a kid? You know, I have to say, man, and I, and I, I thought about before doing all this press that I did over the last season, like, do I lie and say I was this huge wrestling fan? But I wasn't, I I truly wasn't. Um, I was one of six boys growing up and we just didn't, it's weird. We did our own wrestling, but we never, we never got into it. So, so I wasn't a huge fan. Obviously I knew of Andre. I knew knew of of Andre, right? Everybody knows who Andre was. Yeah. I knew of the iconic guys, you know, and, 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 um, and, and was, was a fan of like, right away. I instantly was like, these guys are balling. These guys are freaking athletes. You know, I was never of that ilk. I, I never had that feeling of, that's fake and that's i'm like these guys are going after it so yeah i had i had a total appreciation for him 
Well, I think that goes with anything. Like any anybody who's a, a fan of sports, anybody who plays sports, you may not like that sport, but you know that's like demanding. You know, like I wasn't a water polo guy in you know in high school and stuff, but you know that right. those guys were busting their butts in that water, and you know, and, yeah. and it was physical, and they're punching people and tugging yeah. and putting. It was a pretty, it's a pretty tough sport, you know. So even though I never played it, you get it, you understand it, yeah. If you're an if you're an athlete at all then you appreciate other athletes uh, grinding and, and working hard and doing what they do. Right, right, right. Now, you say you're one of six boys? Yeah. You're I'm poor the fifth mama, of, you're poor mom and dad. <laughs> I know. I'm the fifth of six, so things got easier for me. You know, the, my older brothers yeah. always always give me a lot of shit because, like, oh, once once it was just you and the little brother, that, you know, things got easier. Food got better. Yeah. Food got you know, but more expensive food came across yeah. the table. You know, when there's six of you, like we were just, it was yeah. pastas and big giant dishes. It was hilarious. My, my uh, cousins, I grew up, my, my mom's older brother, he had five, five boys, five boys. So they would, like things that I, I just grew up, me and my sister. So I didn't really know how that dynamic worked, except when I'd go visit them. But they'd say that, you know, popsicles came in, in six. So right. They they get all get one and whoever could eat the fastest would get the sixth one. So they I mean I was like wow I didn't really think about that but it's that's a tough way to grow up man you're fighting for for everything you get huh? The dinner table was no joke man and my dad was a cop he was LAPD cop so he it was a strict household and but the dinner table was one place where he was like I don't want any talking I want yeah. you guys to sit down and eat because he didn't want to make it a big giant deal you know yeah. six boys man we'll end up throwing shit at each other and stuff like that. We sat down and we grubbed hard, man. It was it was a it was a trough freaking event. It was it was awesome. That's awesome. And you know, LAPD for as as good as you know money that you know a a cop in Los Angeles yeah. will make. That's six boys. I don't care how much money you got to make like millions of dollars to be able to feed you guys. You know, he 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 had a second and a third. You know, that's that's how that's how my dad did it, man. He he busted his ass nonstop. Now, how how what how big are you? I know I know this answer, but but uh, yeah, that's okay. Um, I I go six eight. Um, you know, I even now, uh, I I I usually kind of hover around two ninety ish. Mm. Um, you know, for Young Rock, I decided to get up and I, and I was around three hundred, and I ended up going about three thirty. Wow. Uh, you wow. Know. So you forty so, pounds. Wow. Gosh. Damn, yeah. So I've I've dropped I've dropped about. Um, about almost 30 of that, you know, I'm about really? 10 pounds what I, over what I normally am. Cause I, I, I didn't want to get down this low anyways. I, I just thought, you know, Hey, keep our fingers crossed. Season two comes around. It's a lot easier to gain 20 pounds than it is to gain another 30 back. Yeah, for sure. Gosh. You know, so. Wow. That's six, that's eight, six, eight. Yeah. That's uh that's the first time. It's, it's funny Chavo, Cause it's the first time in my career that I can actually say that out loud, you know, as an, as an actor, and, and, and people will probably have an idea of this. Yeah, you're too big. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to ever use the word six, eight, you know, I've been, I should, I've, I've said I was six, six and a half at, at times, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, but it's kind of hard to, uh, to get away from that right now. So. Yeah. You'll get stereotyped. That's thing in, in Hollywood people don't understand is that like, you know, guys like, like, Batista and the rock have kind of broken out of that mode a little sure. bit, but you're stereotype. You're like, you're going to, you're going to be the bouncer. You're going to be yeah. the, the gang member. You're going to be, you yeah. know, and, and, and it's a, it's a trip. How, how much the difference between, let's say a six, four guy is who is still tall that's, in that's the industry. Big. 
that's big, you know, but you go to six, seven, six, eight, like me, it's yeah. like you said, it's a whole different dynamic. You know, I, I, I've been on set many a times when um, I, I literally, you're very sensitive to these things. You can hear the DP or somebody going, yeah, there's no way we can get him in the shot, you know? So yeah. I'm like, like, Hey Matt, back right up. Back, like, so I'm up. like, I'm like 10 feet behind everybody else, even though it looks like I'm right next to him. Right, right, right. That's what like, in wrestling I was always small. I was too small. Toys too small. Too small. Too small. And in Hollywood, I'm kind of like the right size, you know. Yeah. About, yeah. about five nine. It's like, all right, yeah. cool. We can, you know, <laughs> it's kind of we can make it work with this guy, you know. <laughs> yep. Are, are you? Are your, are your brothers big? Are they tall? Big? It's a. It's it's kind of a funny thing. The oldest is the shortest, and then we sort of go like this. So mm. like it's like my 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 oldest brother is five eleven. And then the next two were twins at six two, and then my next brother was six five. Then myself, and then my little brother—I call my little brother my younger brother. He's he's about six seven as well. Wow. You know? So yeah, so my I, I, I like to say that. Yeah, my parents were perfecting. <laughs> they were perfecting yeah. the art of making a baby. Yeah, yeah. That's funny though. How how everybody that I, like my friends that have multiple siblings, they're always saying how much easier the younger ones had it. You know, and and I look at myself. I have two two boys. My oldest boy, I was definitely a lot harder on, you know, because you're yeah. like, you think, and then when you, you're like, ah, it's far, you're fine. Just, stay out late if you want, whatever. Just don't, just don't die and don't become a meth head and just, you're good. <laughs> you know? It's so true, man, how much you relax. And, and, uh, and it was true. You know, my, my older brothers used to get beat on, man. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. it was old, it was old school in my house, you know? Yeah. Um, and then by the time that, we, that me and my little brother kind of came up, you know, my dad was tired. He was like, it's just, it just don't, like you said, don't get killed. Don't get in a car accident. Don't kill anybody. You're yeah, good. Don't get anybody pregnant. You're okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. um, you tell me about your, you're, you're an athlete growing up and all your, your brothers were athletes also, right? They were all pretty yeah. good. Pretty good yeah. Athletes. We came from, we came, we came from a football family and it was just mm-hmm. the way that it was. And, it, and the trippy thing about it is that, you know, my dad was not a big athlete. He, he mm-hmm. played a little, you know, football, when he played for uh, the LAPD, they used to have a little team going on. Um, but but he, he was never like a guy who pushed us. It was just sort of natural for us nice. to be a football family and an athlete family. And um, so, yeah, I came up, you know, I, 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 didn't, I never played Pop Warner football, oddly enough. And uh, really? played, uh, play, I played flag football in, in grade school. I was right. always, you know, this, you know how that goes in Pop Warner. It's always the size and the weight and all that stuff. And it never yeah. really jived for me. So, right. so I, uh, I never played. I always played flag football, mm-hmm. um, was a soccer kid growing up. And then, um, you know, obviously I was, was a big hooper, loved basketball in high school right. and, and was pretty darn good at it. Could have gone in, uh, to some small, smaller at the time, Pac-10 schools and played some hoop. Right. But I was, but, but I was a footballer, you know, at this size, um, even I, when I was skinny as, as, as a high school kid, I was probably two thirty. you know, it's the same kind of frame, six, seven, two thirty. Yeah. It ended up going to USC and, and, and on a, on a full scholarship and, and playing there for, for five years. Wow. And you were on that uh, Rose Bowl winning team, right? Yeah. A couple of Rose Bowl teams. Uh, I, I was there from 87, 91 mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Larry Smith was our coach, but, you know, it was Junior Seau and Todd Marinovich, and we had a killer defense, Mark Carrier and Tim Ryan and Scott Ross and all these guys that ended up were, were big-time All-Americans, and we had a crazy, crazy good team. So uh, had, a, had a lot of fun. We had uh, uh, Todd. I'm about the same age as Todd, so uh, 
we, of course, you know, he was a good football player and I was, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, but uh, we, uh, um, you know, he was just that legend, you know, in, in our yeah. area, it was like Todd Marinovich first went to modern day, then I'm going to Capo, yeah. but his mom yeah. used to sub for us sometimes. And his mom would come in and we're like, Marinovich, is that God's like, she was like a legend. She'd come over and like sub and we're like, wow, Robo QB's mom subbing for us. You know? <laughs> it was a trip getting, getting to know Todd. Um, because, you know, we hadn't heard all the stories about him and, and uh, some of your fans may know, you know, the, the troubles that he's gone through over the yeah. years and, you know, dealing with drugs and, and, and stuff like that. And, and, and he's he's such a super sweet dude. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's a misconception about him and, and uh, he's such a great kid and I call him a kid. But yeah, uh, right. but, uh, yeah he's a good dude and, and someone that I still uh, talk to every That's now and cool. then. That was cool yeah. to see him when he came in the, in the NFL for a bit and did some stuff with the Raiders. I was like, man, this kid's he's freaking good, man. Uh, and he had an attitude. And he, yeah. he, he just he was that sort of as a as an offensive lineman, which I became. Right. You know, as a, you want that quarterback who's sort of a dick, you know, yeah. has yeah. that attitude, yeah. you know, and he has the attitude of, of an offensive lineman, and he was that dude, and uh, and he was just a classic guy. And he's doing well now. I just talked that's to him awesome. recently, yeah. and good, yeah, so. So Junior Seau, wow, man, that's that's huge, man. I was a huge Junior Seau fan. You know, Southern California guy, and you're a Southern California guy. Yeah, you know, the Chargers and stuff, and guy. Was, yeah, yeah, it was awesome, man. He uh, he was my roommate. He was my really? roommate my freshman year. We came in together, and uh, and we ended up being roommates in the dorms. Yeah, and and that was a crazy experience, just because he came in and he was a Prop Forty Eight guy. And those who don't know, Prop mm -hmm. Forty Eight is basically academic. You you come into college on academic probation, and and he didn't play his first year, so he kind of basically, I would see him now and then. He would be going to class or whatever. But we got to know each other pretty well, and uh, I ended up getting him out of a couple of fights here and yeah. there, and and uh, and it was he was still in the island mode, so he was wearing his lava lavas. And yeah, he yeah. Was, he, he he was even eating fruity fruity island pebble, uh, you know, cereal. <laughs> he was a complete he was a complete islander kind of guy, you know, from from San Diego. But uh, yeah, it was a shame, you know. Junior had a beautiful career; it was a beautiful dude, and uh, and I think that. Uh, I don't know, you know, some yeah. people say CTE, C CTE really, really wrecked him. And there was obviously some issues going on. I, I saw some stuff back in the day without getting too morbid, but I saw yeah. some things back in the day that, uh, that uh, he had that sort of dual personality, that kind of split personality that, that I see happens. Well, you see, I've seen, you know, we've both seen it in, in both of our respective professions yeah. and, you know, whether it be CTE or whatever, it can't be good. The stuff that we've put our, our, heads through and our bodies through. Yeah. It can't be it can't be really good for you you know I, re I remember you know you get a bell rung just get back off and just go that's just the way it was and if they they say in anytime you see stars like the stars going right say that's a slight concussion that's that's I mean, a concussion how many it's happened thousands <laughs> of times to me how many times has that happened to you i mean look man i played just like you you had a long career i i yeah. played uh, i played 14 years in the nfl uh, right. So you can't, you know, 14 plus another five in college, that's 19 and a mm -hmm. few years of high school. So, you know, over 20 years of, of banging your head and who knows, like you said, how many times have I gone, oh, shit, I need a minute, you know, and, right, and that's, right. that's, that's literally your brain freaking rattling around in there. And uh, the fact that I'm here having a conversation with you at all, Chavo. <laughs> I know, is, right? Or, is, me, is a, or me asking you questions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's funny. Did you know um, who was the 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 blonde quarter the blonde um, 
defensive lineman from uh, SC that played for the Packers. What was his name? I forgot. So I'm going brain dead. Speaking of brain uh, dead. Uh, and Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl with long blonde hair, SC guy. Um, like Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews. There you go. All of a sudden, I went went blonde on him. Did yeah. you know him at all? That would have been funny in trouble. We would have had a, we would have, we would both have had a CT moment of like five minutes. Your producer, I would, I would, your producer would have been like, hey, cut it off. I'd be like, hey, Siri, who played for <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah, did Clay you, Matthews. Did you know him? I, I know him a little bit. He came in after me. Right, yeah, he was guy. younger. Yeah. He was younger, but, um, you know, he was up here in the Valley for a little while and, and training and uh, his dad. It's funny. I played football with his dad and, oh. at, the, in, at the Atlanta Falcons. So that's how yeah. old I am. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I played ball. I played ball with his dad in, in Atlanta. So uh, see, I, I the reason I asked is because um, he SC guy and I, I like two days after they won the Super Bowl, just by chance, we were we were wrestling in the same area, like in Green Bay, mm-hmm. and we went to the airport and we're sitting there in the airport after our show was me, Randy Orton, a couple other guys, and all of a sudden I see this big old dude and he's got a hoodie on, you know, and he's kind of like, and we're like, that Clay Matthews, and we're like, hey man, what's up? He's like, hey, what's up, dudes? And then so we're like, we're eating, come come eat with us. So he came down, ate with us, and we're all kind of hanging out. He was going to the Ellen Show, you know, he kind of. Oh yeah, he up there for a minute, and yeah. uh, he was telling me I was like, "This one, like my son was younger, and he was telling me his story that he never played. He never played until his senior year when somebody got yeah. hurt. Then they put him in there and ended up doing pretty good. And yeah. Green Bay took a chance on him. And Isn't it was that like, amazing. Yeah, man, and it's such a difference. Like from, I mean, just to make it to college football, and especially at a you know a, a D one high level, team, yeah, and then all of a sudden to go to the to the NFL. It's so different. Like a lot of, I know a lot of good football players that were really good in high school, really good in college, and did not make it in the NFL. It's it's a crazy, it's a crazy. My my story is crazy. You know, I, I, people that I know will often say, "Dude, your story is 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 incredible." You know, and I kind of slough it off because, you know, when you're living your life, you're, you're just you're grinding. But I was a I was a defensive end at SC, a slow six seven defensive end white kid. And um, didn't get drafted, um, was a free agent only because a guy who worked for USC uh, called the New York Jets and said, hey, take a chance on Matt. If nothing else, he's a great guy. He'll come in. He'll work his ass off for you. Wow. And that gave me the opportunity to get into camp, quickly realizing again that I was too slow to play in, in the NFL at that position. But I had a nastiness about me that the O-line coach and the head coach said, hey, let's, uh, let's try you out on offense. And, you know, anybody that knows sports and especially football to try to make that transition, you know, in the NFL when you're just trying to make it was mind boggling and, and, and sort of a, you know, crazy chore. But in college, uh, but I ended you're, up, in college you're def- DL? Defensive line? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, so, so, so I, I, I went, I went the whole, I went the whole, th- the whole time as a defensive end. Wow. And then only moved over, um, uh, basically what quick story. I, I yeah. ended up, they, they, I did this little tryout after practice they came to me and said hey here's what we're going to do we're going to send you home we're going to release you we're going to send you home uh back to california this is in new york and we're going to bring you back in two weeks and we're going to put you in the practice squad as an o- as an o-lineman and we'll see how it goes so that's how my career began just you know by kind of again man you never know busting your ass right. working hard and then i just got a chance and that ended up turning into a 14-year career so you know there are so many different ways to make yeah. it you know, you watch the draft here in the last couple of weeks and people ask me what I think. And I, I always say the same thing. What I think is there's going to be about 
50% of the guys that you'll never heard, hear of or you haven't heard of that will be stars one day in the NFL right. or that will play 10 years, you know, because that's the way, that's the way, that's the way it goes. Right. So, right. And guys that you hear of that don't ever make it, you know, you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady, you yeah. know, he was coming out of Michigan in college and it was kind yeah. of, you know, whatever. And yeah. then it comes on to be, you know, as much as I don't like him, he's the greatest, he's the greatest ever. He just keeps winning. He really is now. I'm telling you what, and I, for me, it's, it was solidified. Just a side note, uh, after he partied after the uh, Super Bowl and got yeah. all, got all screwed up and was yeah. throwing the trophy around on the boat and all that yeah. stuff. I don't yeah. know if you saw that, but yeah, that, I, saw, that kind, I saw it. That kind of upped his status with me just a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, it's kind of, it's, you just never know. We, we had a, a wrestler with us for a long time named Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons um, was in college at FSU. Bobby Bowden said he's the best player he's ever coached. He was right. like second in the Heisman as a nose guard. And you don't, as a nose guard, you don't ever, you don't hear this from Ron because Ron will tell you, but I know every, I've same. heard second, I've heard third, uh, you know, in the voting of the, as a nose guard, which is unheard of. The guy was incredible. Right. And you know, really didn't make it in the NFL. I know injuries and stuff happened, but at the same time, whatever, you don't, you know, you got this guy that's incredible in college yeah. and doesn't make it in the NFL. And, and I saw that throughout my whole career, man. Okay. I saw guys come in that had unbelievable talent, you know, the kind of talent that I would have killed for, right. you know, and, and for one reason or another, man, and they just, they couldn't be a pro. They didn't, right. you know, the injuries, like you said, they didn't want it enough. All these things that kind of, uh, that led them to just fall off the wayside. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, man, that's, that's what makes the world go around. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now you have a, a you have a Super Bowl ring, huh? I do. Shit. I should have gotten it for you. I could have pumped it to the, to your fans. Um, you mean just a yeah. all the time? <laughs> if I had a Super Bowl ring, I'd just wear it all the time. <laughs> It's like a napkin ring. It's so big <laughs> off of my fingers. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't wear it that often. In fact, it's yeah. funny because I'll do things and people like, it, it will be nice, like uh, good opportunities to wear it, whether it's a, uh, some sort of charity function or something. And I just, I, I never, I never think about wearing it. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a weird deal. I, 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 and I, I actually am probably more proud of the one. I went to two Super Bowls, one with the Rams in the, okay. um, and then uh, I went back with the, uh, the Carolina Panthers when we lost to the Patriots, speaking yeah. of Tom Brady and, uh, I think I have more affinity for the one that we lost. Cause when you lose, you get a championship ring. Yeah. And they're still pretty freaking cool. They're huge. Yeah. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. They're still cool. They don't have all the diamonds in them and anything, sure. but they're still freaking big ass ring, yeah. you know? And I think I have more pride wearing that one than I do actually, you know, the Super Bowl ring, which is kind of trippy. What years were you with the Rams when you won Super Bowl? Uh, I was just, well, I went there. To, uh, so I'll give you a quick, I'll give you guys yeah. a quick rundown. Sure. 92, 92 to 95, I was with uh, the, the New York Jets. 96, 97, I was with Atlanta Falcons. 98 for one season, I went to Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers just after they had Love won it. their Super Bowls and had a great time there. That was great stories. Uh, and then uh, oh, I got a couple stories about him. Um, 99 i uh, went to the, went to the st louis rams and that's when i won a super bowl and um you know kind of got, got there late like after the season already started mm. and uh was a backup you know never really played for them i was just a right. backup who never really they never really needed me right. and uh uh quick story i was uh in super bowl locker room and i actually didn't dress for the game i hate saying that but uh you know i was one of the inactives before the super bowl game 
And uh, I, I was bummed. I, you know, at that point, I'd been in the league for about eight years, and I was just I thought this was a. Even though we were in the grandest stage, it was kind of a, a shitty deal for it, me. It, 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 anytime we were at WrestleMania and you weren't on the card, you're like, oh, man, really? I'm at WrestleMania. You, you get awesome, that. But I'm not at WrestleMania. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. You know totally. that. That's that, yep. that's that spirit that we have, man. Yep. We want to compete. We want to be there. Right. And uh, Dick Vermeil, the head coach of, uh, of the Rams, came up to me in the, in the locker room, sitting at my locker. He came up and he, and he sat down and he said, hey, I know what you're going through. Um, I, I appreciate that. That's why we brought you in because you're that kind of guy. He just well, he just said, "I'm just so happy you you've been here for us. You pushed the starters. You uh, you you made us better. And just you know, just gave right. me five minutes of his time when he's getting ready to play the biggest game of his life um, or coach the biggest game of his life. And he just took a few minutes just to give me that love. And that's the kind of guy he was. And it just made me feel really cool." Right. And at least give me that moment of, of feeling like I was part of it. Yeah, team. it's a little bit of vindication, a little bit there. Yeah, right? yeah, self worth. That's that shows you. That's a coach right there. That's a good coach. He could have just done anything. Okay, see him, but he came down to take time with you. And that shows you. That means so everything. true. Yeah, so true. So true. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the, what's Brett Brett, Star, Brett Favre story there? <laughs> I I don't know if I can tell that story. Well, you can. You can do, how about any PC story part? You can do it PC style with uh, not. You know, not Brett, Brett was Brett was just he was he was everything that, that people kind of thought he was. He was just a maniac, and at right. that time, um, uh, you know, he was uh, he was he was running around. He was partying. They they had, yeah. they had enjoyed a couple of years of the uh, Super Bowl sure. and. Uh, Different time, also too. Definitely a different time. It was way back there. And it was a little more, yeah, it was, yeah, if I compare it to wrestling at all, it was a lot more wide open. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and it, like I said, he was just a competitor. He was one of those guys I I saw completely broken down on a Wednesday and and suited up and rocking and rolling on a Sunday. You know, he's just yeah. his competitive yeah. his competitive nature was second to none. It was pretty amazing. Well, he didn't miss uh, any games, right? He didn't miss any sports. No, or, yeah. no. And like I saw, I, I saw, like I said, I. I would see him on a Wednesday or Thursday, you know, hobbling into the, to yeah. the to the locker room, barely able to move, and then by Sunday, man, he was he was game ready and ready to go. So it was pretty cool. Well, and I see some of those guys like we knew um, that came Russell with us for a while was uh, uh, Steve McMichael, Steve Mongo McMichael, yeah. who's he's going yeah. through some MS stuff, I think, right now. Going, wishing yeah. the best, but really cool guy, great guy. But he was the guy was he was insane. Those guys were like. They, you know, they were tough, tough dudes, you know, and I see this guy who was an all pro, you know, uh, DL lineman. Or lineman yeah. yeah, he was like incredible. Like he was just awesome. And then I give him the wrestling ring and I'm like, this guy could barely walk a straight line. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's two different things. But at the same time, it was like, wow, like this guy, you know, we'd go out sometimes and we'd meet him in bars and stuff. And he was, they were, they were wide open, man. They were tough, those, tough dudes. The, those, those bears, those guys, those guys in the eighties and the, in the early nineties, shit, man. When I came in the league, yeah. um, you know, at halftime, the head coach was smoking a cigarette and one or two of the players were, Yeah, you know, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. how, oh, for sure. that's how it was. So that's, that just tells you, you know, if, if the games were like that, what kind of guys they were off the field. And it was fun, man. You know, listen, we all know, this day and age, you can't get away with anything. You can't no do anything that's that's. Forget about the PC stuff and all the stuff right. that's, you know, that's that's sort of you walk that line. It's just about you know having fun and and, and being able to uh, throw a few back or whatever without having someone camera or something like that in your face. You know, it's just it's just impossible. Yeah, to it's, do yeah, these yeah days. I, guess, I think it's blown out of proportion. The the cancel culture right now and anything, you know, is kind of so weird. But um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of times that we'll be like 
if I'm out with you and hanging out, you're six foot eight, you know, six, eight beers for me, that's a lot. Six, eight beers for you is not really that much. It's like, okay, whatever, you know, I mean, so if somebody said, oh my God, Matt was drinking six, six, he's been, he had 10. Right. Everybody's right. like, oh, he must be an alcoholic. You're like, no, he's six foot eight. It's, it's not eight, eight beers is not a lot. Not that I've seen you drink eight, but I'm just saying, you know, but some of the guys that I knew, you know, from that, that I wrestled with, those guys would throw out, throw back 30 beers. It was nothing to them. You know, yeah, I, like, I, uh, wow. it, it, I wish I, I wish I liked that much beer. Uh, yeah. to be honest with you, that was the hardest thing when we were in, we were out there in Australia was yeah. that there was so much beer yeah. and I'm an, and I'm an alcohol guy. I'm a, I'm a, you know, right. I'm a, I'm a fine a, a, a spirits guy. You know, I want my Jack Daniels. I want my uh, whiskey and, and shit. And, and, uh, <laughs> but it worked with, it worked for Andre. Cause I wanted to throw back the calories. The, the beers were, the beers were flowing. Some of the Andre stories, bro. I mean, we were talking about some of them, but you know, his hand was so big that he would put the, the beer can. You weren't allowed to walk from bar to bar and he would do it just to do it. I mean, because he like one sip and the beer is gone, but just to right. do it, he would put the beer and you'd never see it. It'd be in his hand. Like that's amazing. Yeah. That's how that, 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 that was the, uh, that was kind of the biggest uh, sort of scare factor for me going into this uh, series. Um, was just that I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to have that wow, big factor, you know, that, that, that hugeness that he had. Right. And it's just right. almost impossible to, to emulate, you know, I right. mean, yeah, they could have gone out and found a seven foot guy, but would he have had that same sort of, you know, the same sort of characteristics otherwise, but right. that was one of my biggest fears was just trying to be so big and, and have the big hands and all that stuff that, uh, that, that he had, it was just, yeah. that made him so freaking unique. Yeah, yeah, you pulled it off, bro. You did a great job, man. Everybody was so happy with everything you've done, and I talked you. to some of the producers and stuff, and everybody was like, man, I mean, all you guys just killed it. You know, you, Kevin, playing Macho Man, and the Wild Samoans, and 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 just everybody. I mean, everybody just, I mean, Joseph, who's playing, you know, Rocky's dad. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, you guys all did so well, man. And it's like, that's, that's the, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that. you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's, it, it marvels me a little bit that, you know, because, I don't know. I being that we were involved in, I always feel like this is the little show that could, you know, and you right. you feel like they got so lucky with so much great casting, yeah. you know, like you said, just from Kevin and Kevin grew up being a huge Macho Man fan and he just had right. those things down. And, you know, even our, our boy, Brett Azar, who, who played right. Iron Sheik, say what so, you want about Brett. Yeah. He's a, he's a crazy character, but he had that, he had the Sheik down, you know, and, oh, and Joseph, sure. And Joseph, the same thing, and and, and all of them. And there's just so many, so much great casting that went on here. That uh, that that's what I think is amazing to watch. Right, right. So you get you fin finish your NFL career, and you're like, uh, okay, what am I going to do next? What am I doing now? Yeah. How did you transition into acting? Because it's not easy. I mean, I went from wrestling into that world. It's it's not easy. No, it's, it's, you know, this, it's, it's like going from one, a 1% job to another 1% job. It really is. You know, it's, it's, it's really insanity. Um, listen, uh, you know me a little bit. I have the propensity to, you know, want to crack jokes, want to be a fun guy and, and I have that stuff. And so I have that naturally kind of co comedic ability, but right. I started hosting radio and TV shows when I was, uh, when I was playing ball. Oh, and, uh, you know, I moved around a lot, as I was saying, for different teams. So uh, I'd come into a new market and, you know, I would host some radio shows or do a, a you know, Matt Willig show or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter what, what sometimes you're in these small markets, you can do all kinds of shows. And I uh, just got comfortable talking and, and, and being in front of the camera. 
And then I had my brother's girlfriend at the time said, uh, Hey, I got an agent that deals with a lot of ex athletes. Uh, why don't you talk to him and just see what, you know, what he thinks. And sure enough, I was kind of getting later on in my career and I said, those thoughts started creeping in. Hey, what am I going to do? What am I going right. to do? You know, thought about being a broadcaster and getting on the broadcast. But at the time, like I was thinking, you know, doing Tony Saragusa's job at the time on the sidelines. I'm like, right. that's the gig, man. For I can sure. stand there for one minute, you know, maybe 10 minutes of the game. I'm, I'm giving a couple of uh, opinions. So uh, I got with this agent and one off season, I started uh, auditioning for commercials. I figured I could do commercials because it was a short-term thing. I didn't want to get into any long-term stuff. And I booked my first audition. I booked my first audition and then I booked my third audition. And I, and I just sort of got in a role right away and uh, had a big national commercial, like right out the gate pretty much. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was those kind of things like, well, shit, this is easy. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't know what the big deal is, man. You yeah. just got to yeah. have a good personality. They'll find you. And, uh, and so I just did that. And then when I finally retired, I thought, you know, Hey, let's give it a shot. Um, I got into some acting uh, classes and worked with a teacher for a couple of years and just continued to kind of work. And, and again, there was a novelty at first, you know, I was the new guy in the block. Um, and, and then I just sort of kind of kept building and building and, and, you know, how it goes, it's just, you kind of figure out how, la how, how far your ladder goes, you know I mean? Right. Yeah, I could have stopped at being a big bouncer guy and, and probably worked, you know, somewhat consistently for, for several years. Right. I wanted more. I, I wanted to be able to kind of put myself out there and sort of see how far I could, I could push my, myself and push the limits of, of what, I, uh, what I could do on the screen. And so that's kind of how it went. Well, how it remember, started anyways. Yeah, yeah. And before, like, before we even met, so we... Uh... Uh, we have uh, uh, a mutual friend and uh, he's a, a you're you played with him and he's uh, coach Harlow. So yes. um, he uh, my my wife works with them and was talking yes. about, um, oh, you know, my 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 Buddy. husband, my husband just okay, got yeah. his job on on, on Young Rock and he's going to go film that in Australia. And they're like, well, our friend is playing on the giant. And I'm like, like. Okay, so she tells me your friend, I'm like, okay, okay, who's this guy? Let me let me look him up, you know. And then yeah. like she had to ask your name, so then I looked it up. I go, oh wait a minute, I know him. I know what where do I know his face from? And I looked at your IMDb. I was like, okay, meet the Millers and Dexter. I remember him on Dexter. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, totally on Dexter. Yeah. I to that's where I remember him from, you know. <laughs> so I'd see your face, and then right off the bat, I mean, we get to let's 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 transition into Young Rock because I tell you what, <laughs> what a freaking great time that was, huh? Yeah, you know, and you know this, you you know, we both come from these worlds of, um, you know, uh, athletic competition and uh, even you guys, teamwork. Oh, being, in a, being in a locker room and yeah. being in a locker room, all that atmosphere that it is. And you give up a lot of that when you when you when you shoot movies and when you do this, Cause just because it's it's sort of a it can be a loner, especially the high level uh, uh, actors. But anyways, yeah, man, I'm telling you what we 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 were strangers in a strange land who uh, bonded and, uh, and it became, and, I, and I, th I think you'll agree, you know, um, some of the funnest uh, uh, couple of months that, that you could have on a set. There's no question. Yeah, it could have been. So what happened was that we, we get this, we all get there, our, all our own stories, but we have to go to Australia for, th for three months, at least three months to go film Young Rock season one. And we're in Brisbane, uh, Australia. So, 
you're in a different different land away from your life basically for you know for three, a week okay i get it but three months is a long time and then we had to quarantine we had to go and be, yeah yeah the court the quarantine you know puts you automatically in this little because at that time you know people weren't going anywhere right. you know it, life was shut down and the idea that you could go somewhere and have the quarantine was a was a brutal deal all in itself yeah, we all had to get special special permission from the Australian government to go to their country, right. uh, and that we had to be like essential workers for the project, whatever, because we couldn't film in, in Los Angeles, and that's why we ended up going to a different country to film, and you know because Young Rock had to uh, have a lot of different places had to look like like california had to look like like uh hawaii had to look hawaii, like philadelphia yeah. had to look like all the different places that's why people film in los angeles a lot it's because you can make it look like kind of anywhere it's hard to go film in the desert in you know in phoenix because you it looks like the desert and that's it yeah. well because we were able to go to brisbane and they have the beach you know they had cities they had we could make it look like all these different places so we go, we all quarantine for two straight weeks in our hotel rooms. And thank God we had hotel rooms with a kitchen in it and a balcony. That's right. right. And we had a little living room and a little room because there was a lot of people that went and they quarantined in a, like a days in type thing with windows wouldn't open. I don't know. how. They what, did. Yeah, I don't know. I, if I didn't have my balcony, I I'm telling you, I wouldn't have made it. There's no way I would have made it. So I, yeah. The, we talked about Josh, you know, he, he was, a, he was, a, that's right. Yeah. He had, they had rooms with no, you couldn't even open the window. That's right. I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. And they just ordered every meal out or they had like food delivered to them. At least us, we had a kitchen. They, uh, we, you know, we'd call the, the, the grocery store we, or whatever. Yeah, the grocery store. We had Uber yeah. Eats, of course, but we had the grocery right. store that we ordered what we wanted. They'd bring us, you know, you know, you know, cereal or eggs or yeah. bacon or whatever we wanted to cook in the morning. And it'd make it a little bit more like, like home, but that was tough, man. And, that was that was tough, you know. You and you're sitting there like, oh man, wonder what I get myself into here. About day nine, I started really. <laughs> God, I was like crawling on the walls, you know. I couldn't wait it to was, get COVID tested. You know, they knock on your door to COVID. I'm like, yes, I get to talk to somebody. I and know. then no and because shit. and because that it was 18 hours difference over there, it wasn't like we could just zoom call home, right. you know, or or FaceTime home because it was two. They, they were on different time zones. We were like by yourself for two yeah. weeks. Yeah, you know, it's it sounds like it wouldn't be that big of a deal, and 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 but or maybe it does, but you know, you, you could do everything under the sun that you could do, and still have another ten hours to go in the day. You know, we we were lucky enough to have a, a kind of a, a workout, you know, thing. They had some weights for us and things like that, and right. and uh, you know, you can watch TV for a few hours. You could binge a couple of movies, but again, you know, then you, then it's like, okay, now it's three o'clock in the afternoon. What am, what am I going to do? Exactly, and, and, and everybody at home is sleeping. You know, everybody right. back here in the states is sleeping. So, it, it was uh, it was a weird deal. I'm I'm hoping. Um, I don't know what the, the the current situation is, but you know, I'm hoping, and uh, and I'm 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 vaccinated, but I'm hoping right. that if I do get a chance to go back, we all do get a chance to go back. That it, that just the quarantine situation is a little bit better. I'm I can do a week. Yeah, do a week. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It was tough that that two weeks, and then we so. We, we get, get out there. of that. Yeah, well, we get so we, we don't really know what to expect. You don't know who you're going to meet. You know, well, you could be alone for three straight months in this town. Really, yeah. you really could. You just yep. it was what it was. You got to pay bills and do what you do. And okay, great, great opportunity. Let's let's just knock it out. And uh, for, for as for me, I know you guys got out a couple more couple days before I did. Yeah. And I got out and I met 
John Tui, <laughs> who played uh, uh, Sika, the the uh, Wild Samoan, one half of the Wild Samoans. I met both. I met everybody that day a little bit. I think up up on the roof, you guys were having a barbecue. I met you guys real quick, but then. Yeah. Me and uh, me, Tui and and um, Fassi, who plays the other Simone, went out and just had a couple. We had dinner. They took, hey, you know, you you've been you've been locked up. Let's take you out. Okay, great. So we just went had a couple of beers and hey, we had to shoot the next day. We're coming out, gonna go shoot. And uh, Tui goes, hey, hey, my man, <laughs> what you got going on here? And I said, oh man, I'm just you know I got a couple of beers and I got a you know a bottle of Terramana tequila in my room that uh, that, that Dwayne sent us all and. Well, I haven't tried it yet. Let's try it. All right. Just come back in my room and we have one shot and one shot before we know it. I mean, I guess we were just so happy to be talking to somebody. <laughs> you know, we we drank the whole bottle of tequila. And next I remember that. I remember I remember that night because you guys he called me over and said, Hey man, come on over. Uh, we're in Travel's room. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm exhausted, man. I'm not feeling great. I'm gonna chill tonight. And, yeah, we, and, we gotta uh, film tomorrow, bro. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And you guys yeah. got after it. Well, that was that was but that was like like you said, man, meeting John and having that freaking right. right out the bat was that that sort of set a precedence for uh, for us hanging the next three months. And basically, that's what we did for three months. It was, you know, we were we called it the over forty gang because it was me, <laughs> you, Kevin, who plays Macho Man, the two Watsamoans, and we literally just we'd get done working and we'd just go to somebody's hotel room and watch, you know, either, you know, yeah. rugby or yeah. whatever, grab a couple of beers or whatever. And yep. stop, you know, grab, order a pizza. And what what, we, what, yeah. What are we eating and what are we drinking? That's kind of what we, that's kind of what we did. Exactly. And we never missed the gym the next day where our, our gym was right down the street. So we were at the gym the next day, every day doing our thing, you know, filming when we had to, you know, going for a bike ride down the river and hanging out. But it was like us five amigos hanging out for five, for three straight months. It was, it was great. And, and and the even cooler thing about that is is that we all came we all come from completely different sort of you know ways that we got there you know I mean you from your field my me from mine and them coming from New Zealand you know for them just a short trip Kevin who's you know obviously been producing things and just we all came from these different ways of life but yet for three months we got along. I think so well that I, we there wasn't any, there was never any kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, guys are going to, but there was never any problems, man. We just freaking gelled pretty much our personalities kind of yeah. fit in nicely with everything. It was, it, it was pretty special. Well, that reminded me because I think, because it reminded us of being in a locker room because when you're on a team or when in wrestling, I mean, the guys that I hang out with in wrestling, I don't know in real life that we would have ever had come together, but in wrestling, we're like, we're brothers. Like I die for right. these guys and vice versa, because right. some of these guys are the best, my best friends and all different races, all different sizes, all different colors. And we're all just like so tight. And I think that's what happened with us is kind of that, that locker room mentality. We all just, dude, this is where we're here. And we, dude, these guys are all pretty cool. You know, and one's yeah. a Jew or Samoan from New Zealand. One's a, yeah. a guy, a Jewish guy from New York. And, exactly. you know, yeah, we, you know exactly. I'm just a Mexican guy. You're just a big old white dude. You know, and we just all got, it was awesome, man. I really enjoyed it. It was, and we and we laughed, man. We laughed at, yeah. at a lot of the same things, you know, which yeah. was hilarious. It wasn't just, uh, you know, it wasn't just eating and drinking. It was, it was. We laughed together a lot, which is, uh, yeah. Again, as as adults, as right, adult right. men, you you kind of miss that as you yeah. as you get older. Number one and number two, to be on a job where you're making money and you're and you're doing good work, right. and then still doing that is is uh, was. A, Killer That's bonus. True. I mean, there was a couple. Do you think about? It, there were some tears that flowed. You know, we had Fossey had his baby while we were over there. 
Yeah. You know, so he, he, you know, he, we lost, they were up all night long, you know, waiting for the baby to come. And so I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot went down, you know, that's pretty, yeah. pretty good. But how, how did you even hear about Young Rock? Did you just get an audition call and say, well, mm-hmm. Yeah, it it, uh, it came very quickly, and sometimes those are the, the best ways to come. You know, I I, uh, I got a call for the uh, it was they'd already had a couple round of auditions, and it was basically I was going to go meet with uh, Nanachka Khan and and uh, a couple of the producers, mm-hmm. and uh, and I had a couple scenes, and uh, you know the like it was the very first scene of the first episode where I come walking in and uh, and I had some French dialogue. Um, and you know how it goes, man. And they, they say this often, you know, when you walk in a room, you either feel it or you don't, or you know, it's kind of, it's kind of an instant instantaneous, both for the actor and for the people watching, you know, yeah, you, they, know they when just, you, you know, when you kill the, the audition, even when you don't, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I walked in and I, and I, uh, and I did my thing and uh, gave some French, you know, had some French dialogue and she even asked me, I remember uh, right afterwards, she goes, do you actually speak French? You know, which to me was a great yeah, indication yeah. of, okay, I've got them, man. I've got them real. I'm re- just got to reel them in. Um, and, and, and so from that, uh, you know, from that day to the first Zoom, uh, you know, uh, table read that we had, I had never done the voice again. Well, for them, I had never kind of, they never gave me anything about the voice. I was just from that day to the, to the first table Zoom was the first time that I really kind of showed them you know, the character and, and the voice and everything. So yeah, it was, it was quick and, uh, and, and painless and, uh, and um, found out pretty quickly, I guess, you know? Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. That, that, it was cool. That, that's really cool. Really cool. So now we hear what we're hearing right now is season two is a go. No yes. one knows anything. <laughs> we're still waiting to find out what's going on. Cause it it's really almost worse. It's almost worse than hearing that. We're not sure if we're going to season two, but you know, I mean, obviously look, the fans are out there listening. Right. Um, you know, Chavo is going to be back. They're going to have something going on. <laughs> hope. You hope. You hope. I know. And, and that's what you're yeah. supposed to say. Yeah. And, you know, I, my character did really well and, and was, it was was popular for the season. And and we hope that I'm going to be back. So uh, we're, we're both in the same boat. Um, uh, we've heard some things about some of our friends who have right. who have uh, gotten the word. And that's all cool. And so that kind of bodes well for us. But uh you know, I think, listen, uh, part of the show is wrestling. Uh, we're seeing it. We're seeing ripples of it already in, in, on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden these shows are coming out talking about old wrestlers and doing biographies on all on these re- these wrestlers. And and uh, it, it's just, it's sort of had a nice little effect where uh, the wrestling is back in the, the, um, the lexicon of our society right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of like one thing. Wrestling. I think what happened in the world is that, like the Hollywood world, they never really saw it before. We all kind of knew it, but all of a sudden they're realizing, wow. Okay, first of all, wrestling is is box office. People are paying to watch it. You know, not just not not just WWE and and pro wrestling, but them wrestlers in film and 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 shows about wrestlers. People are like, wow, this that has a bigger audience than we actually thought. And then all of a sudden, you got these wrestlers that are very talented in what they're doing. They're not just, you know, these big meathead guys. And then we have anything that we start doing about wrestling. It's 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 getting this. People are starting to watch it, you know. And that's what I hear about Young Rock is that although they love everything about it, they really love the reviews that the wrestlers are getting, that you guys are getting, the wrestling is getting. It's yeah. it's amazing, man. It's great. 
Yeah, and, that, and again, that, that leads to the idea that uh, how can they not sort of want to duplicate that again and do some of that again? But as we also know, two of us that have yes. been in the business a little bit, you know, it's it can change on a dime and they can decide to to explore a whole other avenue. So we're keeping our fingers crossed and uh, and uh, hoping that we get to, uh, to make the big travels again. That's true, man. And uh, hopefully we'll see where we're going to go if we're going back to – Brisbane or we're going here. We're, we're still waiting to hear everything that's going on, you know, so whatever it is, season two, young rock will be coming back to you. And I'm sure will be very, very, very good <laughs> as, as, as the, as the first season was. Hey man, it's been great talking to you, but uh, before we leave on uh, suplex and services, we do this thing called uh, rapid fire questions where I ask you some um, quick questions and uh, you know, nothing quick, nothing bad. It just, there's no right or wrong answer. You tell me, you know, uh, it's just for your fans to get to know you a little bit more, what you like and what you don't like. And uh, I should have had a cerveza with me. I know, right? I know, exactly. Uh, it was it's during the day. So I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let that go. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. Go maybe, for and, it. And you can explain answers if you want. No big deal. But, okay. All right. So are you, a, um, are you a classic car guy or a new car guy? Ooh, I, I'm more of a new car guy. I, I've, I've had... Uh, four Mercedes in a row, I think. And just for me, I love classic cars, but I need the room and the newer right. cars, especially the Mercedes for me has the room and I, I like comfort over uh, style right now. Although Mercedes is pretty good style. A Mercedes, right. Yeah, awesome. That's funny because <laughs> I don't really ever have to fit. I fit in everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Can I, can no, I say yeah, that? You can, yeah, you can cuss on that. It's okay. It's uh, one thing better. It's, 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 it's the many drawbacks being a, a small guy and big guy business. Sometimes it's awesome because, like, I never have problems sitting on planes and all. So I'm good, you know. I know. I know. I know. So curse. are you, yeah, are you um, a blonde or brunette guy? Ooh, that changes with the wind. Right now, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into the blondes. Nice. Yeah. Bourbon or tequila guy? Oh, bourbon, bourbon, without question. Yeah, nice. nice. All, although, all kinds. Although we did do drinks and turn on tequila over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and by the way, that's if if we're lucky enough. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne's got to make sure he kicks down at least like yeah, a we couple, need some bottles. A, a couple every week, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwayne, if you're if you're listening, Dwayne being the rock. Dwayne Johnson, become DJ. Uh, please send us some more Terramana yes. to us to uh, Australia because uh, it, we, we we can't get it there. <laughs> put it in case, put it in case form exactly exactly <laughs> uh in golf i know you golf and we golf all to get together but uh, are you a, a drive for show or putt for dough guy when my i'll have to say drive because when, when my driver's on and i'm you yeah. know hitting the ball off the tee well then everything else sort of falls into place beautiful i hate golf right now do you I gave I, it up i gave I, it up did you side note i gave it up uh three months ago and i haven't you, played in three months you're a good golfer you're actually a good golfer uh, i got so frustrated with my game that i yeah. said I'm, I'm not gonna play again until i go get lessons and oh. i just went through i just went through a move i moved homes and okay. uh, anybody who has moved to home it it, it, it it takes over all your whole life and so i just in the last month or so I, I just moved and and so but uh yeah i told myself i wasn't gonna play until i got some lessons or just did something besides play. So I'm close. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually just took some lessons and uh, straightened my stuff out a little bit, and it's it's coming. It's looking pretty that's, good. That's uh, that's what I need. I need someone to see it. I need to see it on. I need to see it on film. Yeah. It gets worse before it gets better, because that's actually what happened to me. Like literally, I had to change my grip over, change my stance to the ball, 
Don't tell me that stuff, man. I don't need to hear that. Felt foreign, but then, you know, you're an athlete, so you adapt fast. And I adapted pretty fast. And now kind of just hitting the range and figuring things out. And then what you do on the range and we go to the the course, it's a little different. So now going back to the range after playing a few, three or four or five rounds, I'm like back in the range and kind of like, all right, I know where I'm at now. So it's actually, I'm actually better golfer than we were, than I was with you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, still not um, to where you want to be. (laughs) Never. That's that's stupid game. I hate that game. (laughs) I know. Uh, Steak or fish? Shit, man, you're hitting me with all these things that I love both of. I Uh, think if I had to, uh, I'd go steak. Yeah, I'm a a meat. I'm a meat guy. Nice. Okay, cool. Cool. Are you uh, CrossFit or weights when you work out? Because I know we we both been done, we both done both being in, you know having to bulk up and bigger 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 and now not bigger bigger and, then, and yeah and then come on I I, uh, I I like the CrossFit but I no I'm a weights guy I, yeah I'm I'm weights I'm old school like that nice uh, speaking of, of bourbon what's your what's your favorite bourbon you're drinking right now you know I'm actually. Uh, Besides from like a bullet or even a Jack, I'd like to do like the uh, uh, single malt uh, yeah. Jack Daniels, but I'm also into the, lately, uh, I'm into Japanese whiskeys, uh, which, so uh, which I just, oh my God, so you can good. drink them with just a little bit of ice and they, and they just are so smooth and so good. I, I've been doing it for about eight, eight nine months now, um, just before I left for, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to go shoot Young Rock and I just, I love them. They're great. Yeah, they are good. I, I'm in the uh, I'm on the old fashioned kick right now, and I can't have too many of them. But like we go out, you know, and I have as long as it's good, a good one. I'm like I kind of researched a really good recipe. So at my house, you come to the house, I'm going to make you some a killer old fashioned, dude. dude that's that's, that's funny you say that. That's funny you say that because I'm into old fashions right now too, and I'm wondering, yeah. did we get that from somewhere? Did we have that in Australia? Did that somehow we get into didn't. our brains? We did it, but I don't need like like I I. I had some one really good one, and I'm an ex bartender, so I was like, "Wait a minute, how, okay, I used to make old fashioned, but I, I want to really make a great old fashioned." So I, I did it without the sugar cube. I actually figure out where okay. it's, it's actual like cane syrup, so it, yeah, it, 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 there's nothing grinding. You don't have to. I don't have to muddle it. it just goes right in. I'm using a, a rye whiskey. Okay. A rye whiskey because I like the it's more of a little smoky little. Yeah. Spicy a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the real maraschino cherry, which is the Lux, Luxem, Luxembourg or something like that. It's like, okay. like $25 just a little bottle, just a jar. And uh, doing with the orange, the, the, uh, a big, the big block of ice, you know, and the, yeah. the, the yeah. Orange, orange, orange twist on it, man. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's awesome, dude. Am I, am I mixing my drinks or is that the one that you can put an egg white in on the top? No, no, it's a different one. That I that's a that's a Manhattan that's a uh, man, uh, not a Manhattan, no, but no. Uh, anyways. Yeah, anyways, they do when they whip the little egg on top of it. Yeah, thing. yeah, that's a good one There's, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, are you, you an MMA or boxing guy? MMA, MMA, MMA. Boxing is fucking <laughs> boxing yeah. these days. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Now you played with uh, I think both against both these guys, but uh, who was more of a beast, uh, Ray Lewis or Kevin Green? Ah, uh, well, more of a beast is, is relative. Uh, they were both beasts, uh, but I, I played literally against Kevin Green, right. um, where he, you know, he was uh, frustrating. Quick Kevin, quick Kevin Green story. He, uh, he, Kevin was an unbelievable pass rusher, and I was playing in Atlanta one year. He was playing for the Carolina Panthers, 
we were down by a little bit. We were going trying to score a touchdown. And, you know, as an offensive lineman, the, the, the biggest scare factor is when you're down and you have to pass and they know you're going to pass and they're just, right. they're lining up like they're ready to run a 40 yard sprint. And I had played pretty good against them all game long. And he was talking shit the whole game. I'm getting, I'm getting closer, Willie. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. All in good fun. All in good fun. And I had yeah, grown up yeah. being a huge Kevin Green fan. Absolutely. So it was one of those moments where I'm like, shit, man, Kevin Green's talking shit to me. Right. But uh, he ends up getting a sack in the, like, one of the last plays of the game and just, just in, like a, in kind of a good spirited way, just freaking laughed in my face. Like, I knew I was getting close. <laughs> I knew I was getting close. And, and, and before he died, uh, which was, uh, blew me away when he passed away it really screwed me up for a little bit because i had just become become um sort of facebook friends with him again Mm -hmm. where he uh asked how i was doing and said are you still acting and you know i just it's been awesome and he actually gave me a compliment where he said dude you're one of the toughest guys ever went against and that blew me away it was like one of those things where i got a stamp of approval from kevin green and and we had talked a couple times and then all of a sudden just randomly passed but again so much for the rapid fire but that's that was a great kevin green no 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 that that's what rapid fire is about man is getting that you better Uh, i have a quick kevin green kevin green story we um 1980 just late 88 89 um he's playing for the rams and he did the wrestling thing yeah, right? yes, yes. So we yeah. played for the Rams and we're playing. I'm playing dunk ball. You know, I'm still 18 years yeah. old. Me and my friend of mine, we're playing dunk ball over here at this little golf course over here in Costa Mesa, right by the golf course. And uh, my friend's a huge Ram fan and has a Ram hat on, actually, a Rams, you know, um, baseball hat on. He looks over and he sees this guy kind of working out in the field and he's throwing a football, but kind of sprinting and stuff. And he goes, That's Kevin Green. I go, No way. That's not Kevin Green. And I look and I go, that's Kevin Green. You know, he was with the Rams, he was first team. So my friend goes up to him and goes, Hey, I, I'm just a big fan, you know. And, and Kevin was so cool. He was like, Oh man, great, that's awesome. He was like, Hey, you guys do dunks? Like, dude, can you do a 360 dunk? So we did some kind of dunk. And he was like, Oh man, that's awesome. He was so cool. Signed my friend's hat. It was great. Ten years that's later, awesome. about 10 years later, I run into him at WCW. He came in for a little short stint and told yeah. him that story. Now he's in my locker room. And I go, man, I got to tell you, you were pretty cool, man, back there to a bunch of, you know, you know, punk kids. And he was like, yeah. he, that was the kind of guy he was, a good dude, man. Really, like, really, really a good, good dude all around, man. Yeah, he really yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, for sure. It's for sure. Um, now, I don't know sure if you were a too much of a, like you said, a wrestling fan, but we, everybody knew these guys. Were you yeah. a Hulk, Hulk, any Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? Any, any, you'd like any, any one of those? You know what? I, I liked Ric Flair, actually. Hulk Hogan yeah. was easy to, you know, easy sure. to, to appreciate and all that stuff. But yeah, I was kind of a more Ric Flair okay. guy. I hear you. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Brother, what's next for you, man? So you're sitting there. Thanks for being on the show, of course, and doing the rapid fire stuff. But uh, what is actually next for you? What uh, what you got coming on here? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to talk about? You know what, brother? I, I'd love to say that I do. Um, you know, I, right now I don't. Um, Young Rock, you know, Young Rock, Young Rock, up, right? Young Rock. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the show, I've, I've yeah. been able to uh, to audition for some really cool things and some 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 lead type things, which is awesome. just you know that part's great. And you know, I'm, I've, I've been close to getting a couple of these things, and they're just nice. not hitting right now. Right. My, my focus is I got an 18 year old daughter, and she's right. graduating in in three weeks. So really, that's right. my focus. 
Mine too. My 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 eighteen year old son's graduating in three weeks, and he's taking off to UC Santa Cruz. So <laughs> is he really right on, yeah. man? That's yeah, that's man. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Mine's mine's gonna do like Santa Monica, Santa Monica City, and then go to uh, Santa Barbara. She wants to, she wants to go to Santa Barbara. Smart. Yeah, that's awesome. Santa Barbara's great school. Yeah. Um, where can anybody find you at, man? Where where can they find you on social media and stuff? Yeah, I'm at uh, at Mojo Willig on Instagram. Um, where else? That's that's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Willig on uh, on Twitter and uh, and hit me up, man. I I'm I'm big into answering any kind of questions if you have any and uh, and I try to stay. Uh, I, I'm not so big that I can't uh, answer my fans. So anybody who wants to ask a couple questions, I'm in. Well, you heard it, guys. Everybody, thanks for tuning in right there. That's Matt Willig, Andre the Giant from Young Rock, uh, Super Bowl winning champ football player a rose bowl champion so we got a he's he's had a good story career a lot more to come from him good friend of mine i can't wait to go spend another hopefully three months with you somewhere no, <laughs> shit. Uh, no shit yeah brother let's do it up man but hey thanks for being on so much brother and it uh you really uh you made my day just talking to you that's why i love doing no. these things talking with my friends to be honest no and that's and, that, and i was so burnt out a while ago from doing these but for someone yeah. like you and, and and shooting the shit like 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 we're doing is is yeah. no problem at all I'm, I'm honored that you had me on man uh you in your own right uh are are a big force uh not only in your wrestling world but uh now you're 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 crushing it in in the uh in the movie world and the TV world, and which is awesome to see. And I, as I told you the other day, man, I'm cruising down the freeway in LA and I see, I, as I'm driving by, I see a Guerrero uh, a billboard. I don't even know what it was, what was going on there. You're so big. You couldn't even, you didn't even know what it was. You didn't even know it was there. So <laughs> even though it was there to be honest, I got to check it out, man. No, but it was my pleasure being on with yeah. you, brother. Always anything for you. And, uh, and I hope we get to see each other soon. We will, man. Young Rock Season 2 coming at you guys. So thanks again for tuning in, and I'll uh, see you soon. See you, brother. Peace. Get his pants on. Not Charlie. Charlie. Your son is getting me.